2: Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: It's going to be emotional tonight. That's absolutely inevitable. But I've decided to lean into that, and there are several different ways available for me to get from my current residence to Plough Lane Um, but I've decided to take it all the way back when I first started going with my dad when I was 10-11 years old we'd drive he'd drive us to Tulse Hill Station and um, then we'd get the train from there to Haydens Road which is the closest station to Plough Lane so that's exactly what I'm gonna do Hayden's Road, here we come. For you, Dad. We
0: will shortly be arriving at Hayden's Road.
3: And so, for the first time in twenty nine and a half years. I am quite literally walking down the Haydens Road to see the Wombalaces. It's such an unusual feeling. I've made this walk a lot of times when I went to see Wimbledon when I was 11, 12, 13, etc. But obviously not for so, so long. And it's, it's not hit me yet, even though it's a familiar walk, familiar shape of road. And in about a couple of hundred yards, you turn the corner onto Plough Lane. I can remember walking up with my dad. Tons of horseshit everywhere. It's like minefield that you're trying to negotiate. And then straight into the old stadium. Now, where the old stadium was, was on the corner of Haydens Road and Plough Lane. And now that is a series of flats and they're all blocks called Alan Cork House and Laurie Sanchez House and Alan Batsford House and all that sort of stuff named after former Wimbledon legends and there's this monument at the side with the club crest on to commemorate what used to be there which is either really classily done or heartbreakingly sad or both depending on your perspective so we're going to go past that in just a minute as we reach the junction here it is the little monument stroke plaque and it says if I can get my torch so I've never been up that close to it before I've seen it out of the car loads of times Plough Lane landmark by Sam Burford in 2009 commemorating the original home of Wimbledon Football Club winners of a unique cup double, the FA Amateur Cup in 1963 and the FA Cup in 1988 and now ladies and gentlemen it's time to go home As you walk from Hayden's Road, down Plough Lane, it's surrounded the stadium by these new blocks of flats which are going up, part of the enabling development which enabled the club to fund the build in the first place. But it's kind of a sort of shield, so you get the odd little glimpse at the stadium as you go past, so you see the future main entrance, which isn't open yet the stairs into the stadium you see the odd little bit of floodlight, but you're just seeing a load of flats and then you come around the corner make your way up to the site entrance as opposed to the main entrance which will be open for all the fans when they're let in and obviously the sooner that's safely possible the better and then it just appears on you and it's funny because having a stadium built in this day and age in a built-up area of London it's quite unusual you know we're used to seeing new grounds built up in land outside towns but this is something different it's sort of a harking back to old football grounds really where they were hidden in the middle of estates or multiple terraces of houses you just make your way through this maze of of where people lived and I'm thinking of well I guess Anfield, Filbert Street for you slightly older pre-premier league title Leicester fans and you just in the middle of the maze find this stadium find this sort of centre of life really and centre of community and with the way it's it is at the moment it's kind of what it is here we go kickoff is actually happening. And even though there's an interesting mix of people in the stands of course no supporters so media, um, board members, some scouts and um, a few invited guests just as that moment where they all lined up on the pitch ready for kickoff there were a few tears being wiped It's not the outpouring of emotion it would be, of course, if there was a full crowd and it was the real opening, but it's still a really, really significant moment. Now, you will be able to hear a bit of background noise, because though there are no fans, there's a a crowd noise generating app, Um, they're providing their services for free. I think it's a German company, they're providing their services for free. Um, for tonight because they're so taken by the AFC Wimbledon story the principle is very much scream if you want to go faster Um, the more you hit the applause button on the app um, the more noise it actually generates in the crowd at least that's how it's supposed to work so there we go tackle there from Will Nightingale the captain as Doncaster closed on goal it's a huge moment for him someone who lives and breathes the club has been here since he's eight years old he's 25 now and they were looking at loaning him out uh, just a couple of weeks ago uh, but decided to hold on to him because there were no suitable offers and it's just perfect that he's in the team tonight uh, I can't think of of many people who deserve it more than him and he would be my preferred first scorer at Plough Lane, for what it's worth. So, Donnie make the play so far, as you would expect. <coughs> I know um, Glyn Hodges, our manager, rates them as promotion contenders, whereas we are very much in the mid-table, would be nice bracket. And we sort of have tended to glide along on 30-35% of possession and been very effective with it so far this season so waiting for those lightning counterattacks while admiring the contours of the West Stand Glenn Hodges and his assistant Nick Dawes getting into it a little bit with um, a fourth official He's quite a tall imposing man and from the back looks just like Matt Mitchell King who used to play for Wimbledon in um, conference League 2 and interestingly was also Rio Ferdinand's body double in um, various advertising engagements that Rio had to do so there you go stay tuned for more um, <laughs> Sea Wimbledon trivia there's nothing going on in the game you can't blame me
0: go on Seth. Beautiful. What?
3: Oh yes. <laughs> First goal at New Power Lane through the pig and he will score. There you go, listen to James from Talksport. It was um, Joey Piggott who scored it after a really nice move down the left. Steve Seddon, who is probably the best player in the team, the lovely little back heel to send the defence the wrong way. Of all people, Terrell Thomas, the centre back, bring the cross in keeper can gather it pick it in with the left foot absolute beauty I think we're looking at backup power I think some of the floodlights near the back of the stand have just gone off I mean, you can st- st- still see the game for the moment what a great cross that from Terrell Thomas one of your th- third centre back one of your three centre backs keeps coming up to put cross in the box I mean I mean it is a sign that you're a total football team isn't it A defensive mix-up there, and it's it's one-one, losing the ball run half.
0: But the fans are doing
3: their best to lift us. Back
1: yeah,
4: to thirty
5: yards
3: out. Yeah, Donny wanted pen there. N- not happening. Satisfying clank on the back of the south stand which is where the safe standing will be in due course as the follow up shot went over the top and bumped off the back of the stand Donnie very dominant over the last little bit since the equaliser but Wimbledon is still trying to play mixing it up short and long not unhappy so far
1: Wrestle Me is a show where two men watch every WrestleMania from 1 to 37, unpicking the multicoloured threads that tie it all together.
3: I think it's slightly something to do with the fact that Americans don't really
5: like cell phones, do they? Right. I think they've all got basic ones, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's a big shout. It is a big shout, but I mean, there is something funny about it, like text messaging never took off in the States. Well, I'm, uh, come on now. Never been big. <laughs>
1: Whether you're a lapsed fan or someone who doesn't give a flying laureate about it, there's something for everyone. If you can get a crowd
5: to boo you for kicking a fabulous
1: ladder, a fabulous ladder, and
5: the crowd are booing. Yeah,
4: I get just, off that
6: lovely ladder we've just learned about. It's a beautiful polysexual ladder. It's a, it's a beautiful and very shabby chic creation. If you climb up to it, ecstasy can be found at the top. <laughs> Listen via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your pods.
0: Wrestle Me is a Stakana production.
5: Back underway.
3: there we go second half attacking the south stand the proper home end this is where it starts all Donnie at the start of second half Wimbledon giving the ball away quite a lot Glyn Hodges has just irritatedly wiped his face like four times in a row as if he wants to cleanse himself of our currently poor passing it's driving him to distraction a little bit I think oh Wimbledon giving it away yeah in corner on the break oh what a tackle by Thomas come on come on Terry and maybe a little counter of their own if they're quick enough so the mighty Olly Palmer getting stripped and again with these new players that we signed during the summer it's my first first-hand look at any of them really big towering striker give Donny something a bit different to think about
0: <laughs>
3: wow the crowd sounds really creep up in the unawares oh. One.
4: One. yes
3: Second for Piggott, and Wimbledon back in front, right against the run of play, and it feels good. There you go. Just three minutes of stoppage time to get through before. Well, just three minutes of stoppage time to get through. It's about that time for this song to come out. <laughs>
0: Equaliser. Big deflection
3: on the shot. Unfortunate manner in the goal. But it's hard to say Donny don't deserve something from it. There it is, full time, at the first game, back at Player Lane, 2-2, decent performance, could have won it, would have been a little bit lucky, but hey, we're home. After the game I spoke to Simon Bassey, former AFC Wimbledon player, scout. Coach and a couple of times caretaker manager who served the club in those capacities for almost two decades after starting out as a youth player at the original AFC Wimbledon when he was a kid so uh,
6: how did it feel coming through the door on this first night yeah once I, once I cleaned my shoes uh, <laughs> now nah, this is fantastic you know Coming out of the out of the main building to look at the pitch and the stands is uh, is fantastic and proves everything that we've always been trying to do to come back here is worthwhile. You know, it's a it's a fantastically beautiful setting to see the dons uh, emblazed on the seats over there. Is is uh, in Merton is fantastic and uh, yeah, real emotionally. Uh, hard night, but yeah, fantastic occasion for the club. Just to say, disappointed that there's not nine and a half thousand people still banging, yeah. still jumping up and down, still celebrating for what they've achieved as a football club, which is nothing short of miraculous.
3: Well, now the stadium's here. At least we know that's to come, don't
6: we? Yeah, you know all the uh, bridges we've had to jump over and uh, the costings of it all and everything like that being called in by the by the mayor. You know, to get to where we are, the bond scheme, then people who, who have you know we've raised when when the club needed the fans that you know to put their hands in their pocket and and come up with another four and a half million plus pounds uh, to get this finished is a is a real credit to them and to stand here uh, watching the Wimbledon team play in this beautiful stadium was fantastic and so you can't thank all the fans enough. We talked about the fans but as, as well there's
3: been a lot of other efforts behind the scene and it's, it's a club where everyone mucks in you were there from the very beginning yeah. of afc wimbledon you're on the bench a couple of times managing the team as well for yeah. for a couple of spells i mean it must felt feel like you built
6: it as well well, you know, you play, you try and play your part. You know, obviously, 17 years from uh, as AFC Wimbledon, I was at uh, Wimbledon as a kid for for six years. So, you know, it's been a 23 years part of my life and. Uh, you know, to, to come from where we have, you know, Sandhurst town, no training ground, no facilities, the uh, stadium to build this, to come through the leagues, you know, to get into football leagues, fantastic. And, and people wouldn't believe that could be done by a fan's own club. To do that was brilliant, you know. To, c- to consolidate ourselves in League Two, to get into League One, unbelievable achievement. Again, you know, with, with what we're working with in terms of budget, you know, it's really difficult. But you know, to still be, this is really full circle icing on the cake sort of stuff. to say if it was a, if it was a Hollywood movie. The credits would be rolling down now and. Uh, you know everyone would go that can't really happen but it has happened and it's happened through Wimbledon fans all mucking in all pulling in the same direction you know and and showing real love for their club and when you do that anything's possible and and i think we're living proof of that
3: was there one particular moment where you thought Plough Lane could really happen <sighs>
6: there was a, there was a lot of particular moments but then there was always seem, kind of club, it? Seem, something seemed to happen um, But yeah, you know, in the end, you know, when you spend time with these people, you know, you spend time with Eric Samuelson, you know, they're real clever people, you know, the Dons Trust board, fantastic, the brains on there. And, and once they set their heart on stuff, you know, you really start believing in that they can achieve it. And, and they've done everything to do that, you know, through, you know, managers getting promotions, you know, Terry Brown, the people that played uh, big parts in this club, Dave Anderson and, uh, as a manager, Terry yeah. Brown, to, from where he picked the club up from to, to take it to where he did in the short space of time was an unbelievable achievement you know should be a statue of him outside this place you know for what he done for this football club you know Neil Wildley comes in and, and, and takes it on again you know when you think it's it's going to consolidate and you know our aim was always to once we got promoted to can we get to uh, back to Plough Lane still in League One you know And we've done that so hopefully now it gives us a base it can give us a base to really uh, start moving the club and and growing again you know and seeing where we where it can eventually take us
3: everyone talks about wimbledon as being this example this story for other fans to to copy and realize what they can do when that when they come together and it's a particularly useful story now, isn't it? Because you look out there at clubs at League One, League Two, National League level, with everything
6: that's happened yeah. in the last six to nine months, there's a lot of clubs that are going to have to dig deep, isn't there? Absolutely. But, you know, if. In- if this is anything to anyone stick together you know fight for your club because it's worth it you know and, and Wimbledon fans have shown when you when you love something enough stick with it fight for it and it will come back and you'll love it again and, and for all the clubs that are struggling at the moment I'd say that's the biggest bit of advice you'd give them is, is stay in there and fight for your club because there's tough times but when you're sticking together it's really worth it and, and this today is, is, is for every bit for everyone who's stuck in and fought for their club this is what what it's worth, and, and, and this is beautiful.
3: How, how was that for you, Andy? Um, it's
4: obviously great to be home. Um, it's been a long time coming. Um, but it felt a bit weird I was just to you just then it feels like we're visiting somewhere so it doesn't feel like it's actually <laughs> exactly. our stadium does it it feels like we're just uh, having a little day out to someone else's stadium but is it, is
3: it this is my friend exactly Andy Butler Don's fan and tonight star cameraman on the Back All to Plough Lane here, YouTube yeah. show I
4: think it's because there's not like the people aren't here obviously you've got the cardboard cutouts but it's not not as good as the real thing yeah
3: um, I got my cardboard cutout did you get yours yeah
4: I haven't no, got one, no, but I saw your one. I saw right. you and the family, front row. You're too mature for it, right. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> you can say, that's right. That's right. I just
4: didn't get around to it in time, <laughs> just, uh, to say the honest truth.
3: <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird that you can have a last-minute deflected equaliser that can't really spoil your evening. Yeah. I mean, it's nice not to lose, don't get me wrong, but... Um, it's kind of not really what it was about. Yeah,
4: it's just uh, just being back is. I say back. I, I I was never at Plough Lane because I wasn't old enough. But yeah, sp- the spiritual coming back and um, yes. obviously you hear all the stories from people who were here um, when it was Plough Lane and its original guys. And yeah, it's just you can just tell everyone's got a real buzz about it, and it's going to be even better when the fans come in. This concourse is a great. You can imagine it like full of people. Yeah. Especially where every corner of the ground, you can get straight to the pub, which I think is a really nice. Uh, it's it's linked in all ways. You can get all the way around. Yeah,
3: all three home stands, you can yeah. get to the pub, can't you? Yeah, which yeah. is kind of, <laughs> it's kind of like a nod to our non-league roots, mm. really, isn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah. Just like when you're at non-league, where you can just wander to the uh, club bar, swapping ends at half time. Yeah, yeah. All,
3: all that sort of stuff. It's, yeah. It's what it's all about. But you know, I um, suppose it is a kind of funny time for for Wimbledon because there is the sense that they outgrown Kings Meadow, that we need to step up we need to start making a bit more money as a yeah. as, as a fan's own club but at the same time you've you've got to Keep what makes the club special haven't
4: you yeah it's always been about the community hasn't it and at king's meadow it's great being able to meet up with friends in the bar and hang around on the outside on a nice day yeah you just bump into people don't you and sort of i always yeah. I was always bump into you exactly um, <laughs> didn't even know you're coming because i never know when you're coming but it's not lovely yeah. to sort of bump into you and meet up after the match have a beer and i think that this stadium will maintain that yes. because of the the pub and also because there's a few nice little pubs around and Obviously, people are much more local to this ground. I think on the whole, as well.
3: Yeah, and um, I, I guess I mean it will open up like a, a whole new, a whole new fan base. I think as yeah. well, really, because if you, if you think this is, you've got like what, Tooting, Earlsfield, mm. Wimbledon, all within like a stone's throw, and they've never had football on their doorstep
4: before. Yeah, I think um, the club are a club who have always had people have always had a soft spot for them, even if they don't go and support them regularly especially i used to live in Colliers Wood just down the road i've moved now but yeah. during that time i'd meet people and they're like oh, i used to go to wimbledon i definitely will when they move back home yeah so i think people who may have drifted away from the club over the years are going to start coming back because it's going to be more on their doorstep that sort of they're going to feel more involved in it i think
3: yeah i i, I think so so how was this evening for you like working on something that's such an affair of the the, the heart do you think what it actually all means or maybe sink in a couple of days later?
4: I think so, yeah. I find whenever I'm filming, I kind of... Because you're staring at the screen and you're concentrating on where the ball is, you don't always... You don't really know what's happening in the game a lot of the time. That sounds weird, but you don't necessarily follow the ebbs and flows of the game. You're just concentrating on making sure you've got the ball in frame rather than actually... What would look nice. Yeah, what looks nice and... Yeah, yeah just making sure you don't miss anything, really. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I mean, the thing here as well is, and um, when I show pictures to friends like before before they even like, have had a proper look themselves, is the, th- the first thing I notice is the proximity to the pitch. And when I think of mm. old Plough Lane, that was something that was super important to me. You know, when I first came as a, as a 10-year-old, obviously in terms of facilities, this is on a different level, but that proximity to the pitch is, is something that's very important in that, yeah. in that spirit, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right, and um, also I think the fact it's enclosed on
4: three sides, uh, kind of like two and a half sides by the flats, yeah. that's going to really help lock in an atmosphere as well, isn't it? Because yeah. a lot of new stadiums you go to, they're in the middle of a, a middle of like a um, sort of industrial estate, or they've got a TGI Fridays on site, like a ground we will not name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this one feels like it's part, it's like, it feels like it's in the middle of everything. It feels like the atmosphere is going to get locked in, it's going to bounce off these flats, and on a Tuesday night under the lights I think it's gonna be those kind of like really fiery sort of loud atmospheres that yeah. everybody loves. That Kings Meadow at times has terrible atmosphere but when it was everyone was on it on a Tuesday night and everyone was buzzing for it, it got there was some great atmospheres there and I think this is gonna yeah, see, see that definitely.
3: Yeah, I mean you think of the Crawley game, don't you, for example, yeah. which was which was a, a, a big one. Those 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 big games, um, when you you know, people have had to rush to the ground. It, it yeah, sort of yeah. creates something special, doesn't it? There's a little buzz, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I, th- I think the other part of it, of course, is like compared to Kings Meadow, there's part of the atmosphere is there, there's that sort of delay sometimes because when it's full, not everyone can see. Yeah. Which is clearly not going to be an issue here because you're going to have a decent view wherever you're sat. And that that does impact, doesn't doesn't <clears throat> it? If, if there's that delay between something happening and you realising what's happening
4: yes yeah yeah um yeah there's a clear line of sight from everywhere isn't there and um we've got obviously got the safe standing bit as well which i think would be amazing
3: is, is, where, where, where are you gonna prop yourself do you, do you know where you're you're going can, um, in the safe standing
4: but i haven't actually uh sorted out my season ticket yet i would admit but uh, there's, there's no <laughs> rush i think <laughs> yeah but um yeah in the safe standing but i think so i was um in the chem flow end at king's meadow yeah i like being able to stand up um See, so, yeah, I want to stand here as well.
3: It'd be a rare treat in a, in a new stadium. It will, won't it? Yeah.
4: yeah, like a, a brand new one. Yeah, And hopefully many more stadiums will, new stadiums that come after it, will kind of follow that lead and there'll be a bigger push for it to come back. Exactly.
3: Well, welcome home anyway.
4: Cheers, thank you. You too. <laughs>
3: How was
5: it? Uh, I think there were were different stages to it really. Um,
3: This is Charlie Tolbert, fan campaigner behind the Bring the Dons Home campaign, one of the driving forces behind the Plough Lane bond which did so much to close the shortfall in stadium funding at the beginning of the year and tonight the slightly overworked producer of the Back to Plough Lane YouTube show aiming to bring the fans unable to attend tonight a little bit closer to opening night.
5: Um, So if anyone's worried they missed out by not being here, I missed out while I was here. (laughs) Uh, But uh, it's been fantastic to be here in the build-up, I think. You know, it's been fantastic to come in and out for the last week or so, to see the kind of fruit of all the work everyone's put in. Uh, And I just thought what what was amazing tonight was to see that we had 2,700 connections, most of whom are people watching with their families at home. So you think two, three people at a time. That's five, maybe 7,000 people. Who we've brought together virtually to try and mark this occasion so that that feels pretty good um, it was uh it was it's technically challenging because in order to deliver the show for our budget of zero um we uh we i've been putting in some putting in some favors but also we used it as a proof of concept for uh some uh, technical equipment that hasn't really been used to do this uh, before uh, for some TV production things so the whole show was uh, directed and uh, edited live by uh, a basement studio in Malmo in Sweden Um, was still delivered with 4 second latency or between 2 and 4 second latency so that gave us some challenges, but it's when been. When it's uh, from Sweden,
3: you can guarantee it's all going to click together in the end.
5: Well, absolutely, you can, can't you? Once, uh, one, once we sorted out a small, uh, a small configuration issue with the sound um, that somehow didn't get spotted in the uh, in the pre-show testing. Uh, all part of life's uh, all part of life's learning curves when you're you're setting up remotely in a building site. I mean, you're you're standing here, Andy. You're, you're the <laughs> test that it was a hard hat area until three right. o'clock this afternoon. Yeah, uh, my, my, my Jordans <laughs> have never looked dustier. <laughs> no, uh, at four o'clock yesterday, uh, the internet wasn't on yet. Um, the power there isn't actually any kind of proper power here. We're running off you know an ad hoc power drop, uh, but it's been fantastic to be able to deliver it. Um, it's been uh, exhausting, but again, uh, it's been great to try and pull some of the content together to give people a flavour of it Yeah, um, I think a problem in a way and you'll know this as well when you're working on, on podcasts and articles and everything else is when you know a subject so well you often think oh there's so much more I could have included because of course yeah. there is I mean you know you this isn't an hour. There isn't an hour show in our story of the last 29 years. There isn't even a film. There's a possible entire documentary series out of it. Yeah. Um, uh, but you don't have to always have the time or the resource and the budget to go and find all of that. So there's always a bit kind of oh we could have done this, could have done that. But I hope we uh, I hope we included a nod to enough different parts uh, and enough different aspects of the history of uh, the, the club back at Plough Lane
3: and the work that people did to to bring us back. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I mean I know you've been flat out but did you find a minute just to take a deep breath and think we're home
5: uh, oddly I, not today no because even when the team was running out um, I mean because of the way we put the production together we were also responsible for all of the, the, the PA so we, we did the tie up with my applause to do the uh, the uh, the sound effects yes. uh, which are still on by the way the sound bed is still playing in the background if you're wondering why it sounds like <laughs> there are still people here um, you know we could, we could we could probably prove that but um, it's it's uh, so because we were doing that and therefore queuing up to make sure you know we got the boys back in town in time to come and do the photo op i was again sort of i had a kind of a work production head-on of what's the queue get the queue right get the camera shot right <laughs> and i didn't therefore sort of switch my fan head on and go bloody hell that is a team led by will nightingale running out at plow lane
3: which is pretty special right <laughs> which,
5: which is pretty pretty spectacular yeah. so i, I think i have to guarantee here and now that when we play what i would consider we'd all consider to be the real first game is that at that point i i will you know just take a moment to go okay now with nine thousand people in here that's that's the team running out but actually i was here last night at training testing all the systems uh you know making sure things were set up and 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 in that moment you do get to realize that in a way obviously there are specific moments but this is it right you know this is our home now and actually even just sort of coming down here a few times over the last week um it's, sound, it's not a huge distance away from King's Meadow, but it's a massive difference. It's not only just back in Wimbledon, it feels to me like this very much, frankly, is London. All due respect to the other side of Kingston, it, that isn't. You know, yes. it, it really feels like we're by back where we belong, we're plugged into so many other things. So everything about it just has a kind of sense of, of vibrancy and place uh, that King's Meadow, for all it, it served as well, never did. So you you can really kind of walk in here with a spring in your step. You can look around and see uh, you know, the, the shiny seats, the colours everything else about it and, and also you can realise that this is a 80% finished building site and it's, it's going to look even better you know there's all kinds of signage there's all kinds of fit out there's all kinds of other things to happen uh,
3: well I think that's the thing isn't it like the idea that there's been a, a lot written and said today on, on, on radio and in newspapers about there's been a the lot final... written on the radio are you sure about that? <laughs> and <in the> <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was me that was tired <laughs> and there's it's all been based around you know, this is the final chapter, but it's not the final chapter. It's the beginning of something. Yeah. It's the beginning of something potentially yeah. huge, isn't
5: it? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, John Scales was, you know, was talking about that on our on our broadcast, and, and that that's of course that's right. I mean, in a way, um, we, we've got that next challenge now. You know, we had we had two challenges, both of which, well, one was considered to be difficult, one was considered to be impossible. It was considered to be difficult to get back in the football league. Yeah, almost impossible to do it inside ten years. And it was considered um, to be impossible to build a ground back in Merton. Obviously, famously, we were all told it was impossible. That's, that's why they moved to Milton Keynes. Yeah, and, and we've ticked them both off. So you do have to go. Okay, I mean, yeah, let's take a breath and enjoy it. But what now? And what now is uh, we've got to um, we've got to work out going to what we do next. You know, we've, we've got a consolidating League One on the pitch. We've also got it. There's a lot of jobs to finish left here. You know, as we said, there is hospitality, there is the bar, there is the event space that we were very excited by and now uh, now we've got to work out what we're actually going to do with that particularly given the challenges of the, of the time that we're now in. Well hopefully next time you
3: won't have to bring your own bottle of champagne.
5: <laughs> Absolutely, I mean hopefully next time that, that probably won't be allowed by next time you know there, <laughs> there are some advantages to being in a building site.
3: C-cer- certain privileges. So there we have it, first night done, an incredible night and kind of a strange night as well. Um, nothing to do of course with uh, the stoppage time equaliser because rarely has a stoppage time equaliser against my team been less relevant. Of course it's a bit of a pain but it's not really what the whole night's about. The the night has been I would say a vindication rather than a celebration Um, but it is about Plough Lane. I'll be back And most importantly, everyone else will be too. And, yeah, that's when it will really be open.
0: This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.
2: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.